You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Jonathan Larson asked, how can you make someone take off and fly in one of his songs from Tick Tick Boom? And I, for the past two years, have learned one way to do it, through the power of community. Welcome to the Latinx in Musical Theater special for season three of Backstage Talk, where we will be featuring artists from across all positions in musical theater, from several Latin American countries and different Latin heritages. I am proud to showcase my Latinx family. I hope you enjoy. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is a very dear friend of mine. I have here with me Camila Urujes. She is a performer, director, writer, and producer for both film and stage shows. She is an amazing tap dancer, a massive writer, and an incredible director. After working together in 2016 in an original jukebox musical called Casting, Camila and I bonded over musical theater nerdiness and the power of storytelling through musical theater. I am truly honored to have one of my idols and closest friends in this industry today over on Backstage Talk. I admire Camila deeply, and she was the perfect person to be in the first episodes of this Latin X in Musical Theater special for season three of Backstage Talk. Camila, I am truly happy to have you over. Welcome to the show. Well, what can I say after that introduction, Martin? I love being here. I love, um, I don't know, keeping you company in this project that I feel is amazing and totally uh projects and, and and shows who you are what your passions are and what a wonderful human being you are so thanks for calling me and it's an honor as well to be here i absolutely love it i know that you come from a family of artists but i want to know what made you choose the thespian path in life uh well i i feel uh I have never been out of it. As you say, my family is full of performance in performers, sorry, in, 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 in musical uh, business and theater and television. So it has been there all like since forever. Uh, I don't know a life 
that doesn't happen, you know, between rehearsals and sets and TV studios and I don't know, behind cameras, in front of cameras. So it's very natural to me. Um, it's very natural to me as well to be like, quote unquote, in a public eye, having a relationship with audiences and being aware of entertainment and storytelling. So uh, it's weird because I studied, I went to, to school and high school in Colombia. You go just to one school, like from the beginning to the end. Um, which had sort of an emphasis in art, performing arts and, and the rest of, of them. Um, but I thought I was gonna, I, I was gonna study uh, like car design, which was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very weird indeed. And, um, I, and that went until, I don't know, I was like in 10th grade and I really thought I was going to study car design. Then I went into architecture. Um, and well, even there, you can see there was like an inclination towards aesthetics and design and stuff. Um, and I feel that I had gone through different experiences within performing arts, musical theater, because as a child, I had some experiences acting in radio shows in I don't know how you say it in English, like radio soap operas or something like that. Because mm -hmm. my family was kind of, uh, you know, tradition tra traditional actors in that in that media, and I had I don't know. I was part of Peter Pan as one of the kids, um, but I, I I I really never thought about becoming an act a serious actor as a as an adult, and I guess. It was in kind of a rebellion against, not like not like a tough, not like a strong, committed rebellion against my family, but just to be a little bit different. I guess I never thought about following that path. And also because my mom was not really encouraging, not being against, but she, she was very open about the hardships of being an actor and what you need to go through you know, in that industry. And she was like, mm, maybe something else or maybe not an actor and more behind the camera, more in the production area, which is, you know, like super tough as well. But she was, she, yeah, she was kind of protecting me. And um, in that school I, I was telling you about, uh, they had like a really strong dance department and um, we had tap dance in ninth grade. And I fell in love like I was so struck by it like I could not believe it the energy it has the joy it brings to 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 you when you're doing it and the community it felt so different from any other dance um style and the community that gathers around you know ballet dancing or contemporary like all of them, you know, are like so um, identifiable niches of how you behave, uh, how of a convention of living. And tap dancing is just like, you know, community ghetto, jamming, having fun, um, the love of music, the love of um, someone that is outside of mainstream. Um, 
And I just loved it. It was super strange in Colombia when I when I was tap dancing. I think we were not more than 50 people that I knew that tap danced. I don't know if it has changed, maybe a little bit. It probably has, but I mean, I don't think there's like a thousand tap dancers in Colombia. So we knew each other. Um, so, and, and, and it gave me sort of an identity mm-hmm. because I was really good from the beginning on in that. So it gave me like a spotlight, a place to shine, a place to have fun. And then it, be- it became very evident that, that I wanted to experience it. But in any case, I, I, I chose to go to New York to dig a little bit more into it as soon as I graduated from high school, thinking that was, I was coming back to study architecture and I never came back. I stayed in New York and just kept on doing it. And, you know, learning many other things about musical theater, dance, acting, etc. I love it. I love it. So I want to dig a little bit deeper in that journey in musical theater because you started as a performer and then transferred or slowly went down the directing writing path. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I, I, I think that happened because... I injured my knee and I sort of was forced into a different career path. But at the same time, after, you know, 20 years of of that accident happening, I really think that, as they say, and it's very cliche, uh, leading a creative team and directing and sort of putting together the people who are necessary for a project like that is the place where I have to be. Um, and I sort of followed my, instu- my intuition. I was just like pushed into it, like in a very uh, not nice way uh, by life. But then, it, I mean, it has been since super clear and lovely. I, I love being in, in, in that place from sitting in a desk and sort of imagining what happens, what's the story behind, which is sort of a torture-like process. Yeah. But, but, you know, uh, it has joy sometimes, a very few times. But then working with people, having a team, materializing it is just like, it's so awesome. It, it's so great, really. So I feel that's my place. That's where I... I had to be, and I think that happens to everyone who truly uh, listens to to an inner calling, to to a force, to you know something beyond words and beyond your initial desire. It's just like I feel life really works that way. Yeah, I agree with you. It life actually works in very mysterious ways sometimes, and. Funny and weirdly enough, it always takes us down a path that we need to go down. Mm-hmm. So I want to now know what's your directing process like from day one t- until opening night? Because I personally experience it working with you, um, but I know that every process is different. Every play, every show 
is different. So I want to know like the, the, the milestones, the key things from your directing process. I don't know if I have like a process, like the, the formula <laughs> process. <laughs> I don't know if anyone does. I, I don't know if I would want to have one, but I don't, I don't reject that idea. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel that I build around images that come to me. I sort of think that we creatives download stuff. And it happens in the most unexpected uh, moments and places, right? So suddenly you are walking and you see the character moving in a certain way. And you, I, I kind of see in a very clear way how the stage is, is set for one instant. And then I, I kind of draw, I'm a terrible like drawer. I don't think I have any, any skills with my hands. I think it all <laughs> went to my feet. And <laughs> I, I, I try to draw and do like conceptual thingies um around those images mm-hmm. and just like kind of like i i really do work with paper maybe because i chose a, a writing path as well um i don't work right away with actors or with a dancer or well, maybe with composers like my process for the for casting the the show you're talking about was very close to to the composer of the of the play and it was my first experience of working with a composer so closely and figuring out even um scene structure or mm-hmm. character decisions you know um but yeah i feel from a whole piece that i that i begin with instants and moments that are very separate in in the whole storyline and then kind of building around and closing the gaps between them and making sense and have consequence from one to the other um and because i'm coming from a family that work in the tv industry and film industry i also feel that i'm very audiovisual very cinematic um and that sometimes is not uh cool thing to have as a theater director because or as a theater writer because you find obviously that you don't have the same tools mm-hmm. so if you wanna if you're thinking if you're imagining like a close-up that with a camera is very clear that you can write in a certain way induce the director to do a close-up um well you cannot like how do you do that how do you translate that to the stage and I feel I spent a lot of time there in translation, you know, in translation from, from a cinematic narrative to the theater form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I spent a lot of time with myself. I spent a lot of time drawing and um, I just kind of put myself in, in, in the rehearsal space and just making, make it happen. I also feel that I surround myself and I'm very good at it with very talented people. So for me, this the joy of this work is about conversation, really, with people I admire and people who bring things to the table, people that can 
give me, you know, like a, a, a clearer idea of, of what's like forming in my head. I love it. And that is something that is a pretty nice skill to have, to know how to surround yourself with people that understand your vision. Mm -hmm. No, and I think it's, you know, it's just like a teamwork. I, 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 I don't see how it can happen in any other way, really. And, you know, I hate, and I've always said, like, I have never had the ambition of working with a, 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 a genius or like a brilliant mind that is a horrible person. I mm -hmm. really want to create healthy environments and just environments where people thrive. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. I want to have fun. Like I seriously lit candles before any project of just like, I don't want drama queens. I don't want this to be a struggle for anyone. I don't want like, you know, uh, yeah, just, excessive drama or any toxicity because yeah, really like we're doing entertainment so come on <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make sense to you know take it so seriously yeah i i agree with you why do we need drama we, we need drama but not inside of our teamwork yeah like the other kind of drama the good drama yeah <laughs> <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So what advice would you tell a younger version of yourself? A younger Camila? Trust. Well, I tell that myself like every morning. <laughs> while I leave the candle. Because <laughs> I think that's the process of a lifetime. And I believe that it, it must be like that for most of us, or at least the people that I have talked to in my life. Like we, the people who, who work uh, within the artistic community, doubt so much about everything themselves. And um, because it's weird, you know, like we're downloading ideas and. It's easy to to think like, why is this important? Does this make sense? Because you're like materializing something out of thin air. So and and why you? Why do you have to be heard? Why so many questions? But uh, when you're given certain talents, and when you have like a sensibility towards the world, I feel you have. Maybe not a responsibility because I feel that's like a very big word and it gives that wave that is super unnecessary. But I feel you 
have just like you know a, 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 um, an open door. So you just just have to cross the door, and then the next one, and then the next one, and just like keep on moving and and and, and believing in. Yeah, I would say to myself like you know, it it will happen, and that brings me to that you know that thing that you really don't know when you're young and is that life is not lived in the future but just like every single day every single moment um so yeah just like not take it so seriously and just enjoy it enjoy it not that i didn't do but you know yeah absolutely i i i feel you like mm -hmm. a little bit of trust in whatever lies ahead exactly <laughs> so you lived For a couple of years in New York, you got to taste the theater and the dance scene in New York. You have also lived through the theater scene here in Colombia, and you're now living in Mexico. Mm -hmm. What is for you visibility and representation in theater and film? As a Latina? Yes. That's such a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure of how to answer that question, but I mean, rep representation for anyone is important. And it's so basic that when you are beginning to write, for example, for the TV industry that is more massive, the premise is always you are writing for people to feel represented by those characters and if not they will change that you know they will change and watch something else so mm -hmm. it's just like a basic premise like you know you you need to be included as an as a spectator if you don't see yourself there there's a missing link and you're watching the others but it's a tricky question In, in, in not only for the Latino community, also the trans community, the gay community, mm -hmm. the black community, the Jewish community, the like everyone who is not, uh, you know, uh, the, the status quo that can be also a very white concept. Um, and I think the industry, the industry, both in stage and uh, screen, has included more Latinos and people from, you know, like the fringe zone, uh, not, not because they want to, but because people from, from minorities have started doing things, have taken the bull by its horn. And I feel it's very important to have like a, like a fight, a revolution to be out, to be like, you know, like having the conversation, having this conversation. But I feel you do more when you do, when you put yourself in the position and you become a creator, when you become a director, when you become a producer. Um, because uh, if you stay and wait for Hollywood or the West End or Broadway to talk about you, well, you're going to be waiting for a long time. Yeah. Because they're not really interested. Because they have met, they have not needed us to make money, which is all the industry really or all the industries really are interested in. The industry is not interested in 
you know, uh, education, building community, and I don't know, becoming like a, a more uh, sensible, intelligent species. They they don't care at all about anything. They just care about numbers. So if they have not needed us to do that to become, you know, these multi-billion uh, corporations. Why would they look this way? If they have, it's because now they perceive an audience that, you know, is reclaiming, like, where am I there? Yeah. So I feel, you know, it has happened, whatever, whatever, whatever uh, inclusion minorities have now in entertainment is because of the conversation, is because we are reclaiming our place there, but it's also because we have gained trust in our artistic processes, our ideas, and we have become producers of our own, uh, yeah, shows, podcasts. Our own content, uh, theater yeah. Play, our own content. If not, wait and wait. So yeah. and 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 also, but also, I think there's something interesting there because I was I was reading something about how Puerto Ricans were feeling or reacting to the new West Side Story, and they didn't feel represented a lot of them. And then is it, it becomes such a complex conversation because then you have to talk about what is the Puerto Rican experience, what is the New Yorkan experience, what is mm-hmm. the Puerto Rican experience in Puerto Rico uh, and how is it different from uh, second generation Latinos in Nueva York uh, and it becomes so like just within that a specific community it it's such like a wide and diverse uh, exp- like expression uh, experience in life then then really you cannot identify the Latino idea. That is such a cliche. Like, what is a Latino? Like, really? You think, or does anyone think that uh, Mexicans are the same as Colombians? Right now, I'm, I'm writing a um, film, like a very indie film for a, for, a, for a Mexican director. And she's always, like, we always laugh because we are so different in the way we express. And we both, you know, like, uh, have Spanish as a principal language and culturally we have many places in common uh, families this is a this is a, a movie about a family um, the decision the choices the characters make are very similar but the way we talk is so different that then the gap is just like yeah, so gigantic. the conversation about representation is like okay Come on, like it's gonna take time. If you wanna see a Colombian represented in Broadway, seriously, you have to be a Colombian writer, director, actor, and go do the show. Because why are you expecting to have like an American director to do that? Like, that's why, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda just found and really uh, had the, had the, um, the vision and the strength and the opening and the talent, like it's such an amazing talent, to do something no one, no one had done. But he did it all. He was not invited into his own show, his own mm-hmm. ideas. 
So that's, I, I think we have to do it if we want to be there. If we want to do musical theater, we have to build our own musical theater. Because also Broadway and West End is very culturally attached to uh, the Anglo culture. So, I mean, it's it's big. Sorry, such a long answer, but that's... that's no, 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 I'm it's doing. perfect. It's perfect, and I loved it. Because this takes me to one of our last questions, and it is what, for you, in this process of creating Latin characters, um, because you write about Latin experiences, and specifically Colombian experiences, what is the most important part of creating these characters for the film or for the stage? Well, I always try to go for authenticity. When you're when you're writing someone from your own culture, it kind of flows, but at the same time, you see yourself kind of like stepping on eggshells because in within your own culture, where well, you don't have the experience of a humble person that lives in the rural areas, you're a person who was born in the capital city and went to study dance in New York, which is pretty exceptional and. I don't know, the 0.000001% of Colombian population. So you're always kind of, I, from, from, from my experience, I am, what I want to do is kind of researching a lot, talking to people, uh, talking to people who relate more closely to the character than I do in my own life. And from there, try to bring through truth. I think that you know the human the human experience has has many places of universality. Is that a word in English? Human, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a so. global experience. You know, yeah. a global human experience. Uh, but if you don't bring locality, it's nothing. It's like an archetype, mm -hmm. and. Um, I feel research is just like a, the base. If you don't do it well, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I try to do that. Yeah, you and you do a lot of research, and I remember in our in our process with our show, you talked to us as performers. You talked to us a lot, and you wanted to know our experiences, even though our age gap wasn't much. It wasn't even ten years between you as the director and us as, as the cast. And that research was like something that really has been like embedded in all my creation process and in my writing process um, to just like go deeper on things. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like uh, when you are like, not only those our, our creative process was very particular in in the fact that we had total freedom mm -hmm. of what we wanted to do and it was within like a school system or a school experience a university experience and i feel as an educator, that is very important for my students to feel represented in their artistic experiences in university. Because if 
uh, it makes like seriously it makes no sense to me of young adults or teenagers uh doing uh hamlet not to i mean obviously you can learn things and shakespeare is very important but i feel you gain more as a young adult and as a performer as well if you are playing a character that resembles you in real life that is experiencing the, the same things you are because then again as as what i said about writing you can bring your own experiences but not you know that thing of um how's it called well i don't know but not not digging emotions from a conceptual kind of kind of point or searching for your sadness when your dad left you when you were three years old or your your, your most painful trauma is like why do you have to do that if you have the possibility of working with a group of actors and creating a show or whatever it is um, out of nothing, why don't you try to do something that resembles the things that you're experiencing? I, I feel that opportunity has, it, it's invaluable. And of course, then conversation is the way that you can access. And when you're not working with something that resembles your own ex like particular experience, uh, still, we're all human beings. So talking with an actor for hours, I feel it's absolutely necessary. Like, I, I don't believe in giving actors a text and then marking movement in space and watch it happen in front of, of, of my eyes. You know, I feel there has to be many, many conversations about what, it, what does it make you feel? What do you believe the text is really talking about? Something as a specific as, and you know that I, I work that way as, where do you think the text is telling you to make a pause and why? Probably because I come from a family who acted in radio and reading is key yeah. and because I write. So for me, text is important. It's not a pretext. Mm -hmm. I know that I know what it takes to write something and why do I make a mark on pausing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Kami, if someone wants to follow you on social media, know more about the work that you're doing, where can they find you? Where can they contact you if they want to work with you? Oh, wow. Well, um, in social media, I only use Instagram because now I've, is that for like old people now? Like, because I don't have like other, other things that I don't know the name of even. Uh, but I'm on Instagram, that's all I can stand, and it already bores me a little bit. Um, and my username is La Brujes, which is L-A-B-R-U-G-E-S, which is my last name. Um, and I'm pretty, you know, I talk a lot with strangers there, and I've met a lot of friends there, and I've, I, I, I travel for a long time with my wife, and I found Alice all over the world through Instagram. Um, so I like it. Uh, that's, that's an easier way to contact me. I love it. One last question before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. Which are your top five favorite musical theater shows? No. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, Rent and the Heights. I don't know. I have to give, I have to give a thought. 
Uh, I love Wicked because it's so classic and it's so Disney and I love it. I, 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 <laughs> I, I love it so much. Um, I'm forgetting names. Let me think a little bit more about that. I'll come back to you with that. <laughs> well, that's our last question. So, All right. So you, you're going to be with three. <laughs> My three favorite okay. shows. Awesome. You're top three. Kami, thank you so much for coming over. I have loved this conversation. And I really cannot wait to keep seeing your work all the way from here. I'm sending you all my love. Well, back to you. You know, I love you very much. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.